You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want, to, I want us to look into the scriptures and I title this Finishing with Power. Okay? We need to finish this on a high note. Okay? On a high note. And it takes, it takes power. It takes fire. It takes everything you've got. It takes everything you've got. We'll look at a few scriptures. And I trust God that um, He will ignite something in your heart today. Maybe you've become weary. Maybe you've become tired. Maybe you are exhausted. You will receive grace this morning. Amen. You will receive grace. You know, sometimes when you walk with God, it seems as if things, um, it, 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 it seems as if things get delayed. Okay? Sometimes it seems as if you put in so much and you see so little. You know what I'm talking about. But we are going to bring everything to a powerful conclusion by the power of God's word, by the supernatural power of God. Supernatural power of God. Look at, let's look at uh, the book of Revelation, chapter 1. We'll start from there. If you are going to finish with power, you need to meet the power himself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. In Revelation chapter 1. This is John the beloved. Right? The one, he calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. I like the way he, he, he addresses himself when you read the book of John, the gospel of John. He's talking for himself. He's not talking for other disciples. So he says, the disciple that Jesus loved. And uh, we are told that John used to put his head on the bosom of Jesus. So whenever they sat, John will come closer. He'll be the closest. He will make his way through the twelve and put his head on Jesus' bosom. And the rest will be looking. And I can imagine what's going on in, in the heart of some people, especially someone like Judas. They say, who does he think he is? Look, 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 look at what he's doing. And sometimes when you walk with God, people begin to judge you. They judge your commitment to God. And they begin to accuse you of some things. Meanwhile, they don't know your heart. They don't know your heart. The level of your hunger should determine your pursuit. Do you understand? If you are not hungry, don't blame me for being hungry. Are you following me? Don't expect me to be like you. I refuse to be like you. I refuse to be like you. I choose to be hungry for more. I choose to be close to Him. I choose to be close to Him. If, if you don't want to be close to Him, it's, it's your problem. It's not my problem. 
Don't, but don't make my pursuit your problem. Okay? So we don't apologize for pursuing God. We don't apologize for how we seek Him. We don't. Many Christians are hampered in their walk with God because they keep looking at other people. They keep looking at what other people think, what people say, or how other people feel. And because of that, it, 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 it hinders them from pursuing God with all their heart. So, if you are going to finish with power, you will need to ignore what other people are saying. You will need to ignore what other people think. You will need to ignore how they perceive you. Their perception of you is not your problem. It's not your problem, it's their problem. When you, when you walk with God, sometimes people think you are proud. It's not your problem, it's their problem. Yeah. When you're hungry for the word of God, and each time you take the word of God, you devour the word of God, and people look and they say, why are you overdoing it? Just keep your opinion to yourself. Keep your opinion to yourself. I am hungry, and I will pursue, I will pursue God. And my hunger will be satisfied. Let me tell you something. In the realm of the spirit, hunger is a currency. Are you following me? Hunger is a currency. There are many currencies in the kingdom. Hunger is one of them. Hunger is one of them. That's why in Isaiah chapter 55, I said Revelation, but let's, let's, let's do Isaiah first. We'll come back here. Isaiah chapter 55 from verse 1. He says, look, look, look. He says, Ho! Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money. What, what, what is money used for? To buy. Money is a means of exchange. Is, not, is that not so? Yeah. That's what you use to purchase things. You who don't have money. He says, come, buy and eat. So you can buy without money. Did you hear me? You can buy without money. Yeah. If you want to buy power, you don't need money. You need hunger. You need hunger. You need hunger. Many people don't have the kind of hunger that is required. To bring about the manifestations they need. The reason that they are not experiencing God is the lack of hunger. It's not the lack of power. It's not the lack of power. The reason why you are not experiencing God the way you should is not because God is not real. It's because your hunger is little. Your hunger is little. So you need to increase your hunger. Increase your hunger for God. The reason why people are not experiencing the fire is lack of hunger. Lack of hunger. So they are 
Christians who just do the bare minimum to get by. You cannot walk with God by the bare minimums. Just read your Bible enough to convince yourself you are a Christian. Huh? Just give your tithe to convince yourself that you have obeyed God. Huh? Just go to church to satisfy your conscience. Bare minimums. Let me tell you, in the days that we have entered into now, bare minimum will not sustain you. Bare minimum will not sustain you. So you need hunger. You need thirst. You need thirst. He says, come, buy, and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. If you have hunger, if you have thirst, that's all that is required. You're not hungry for him? I can't give you that one. I can't help you if you are not hungry. Even God cannot help you if you are not hungry. Have you ever tried to feed a child that is not hungry? He plays with the food. Plays with the food. Why? It's not hungry. It's not hungry. And that's what is happening to many Christians. We labor in the word. We labor in prayer. We labor to come and feed you. But you are not hungry. You are not hungry. Hmm? So now it seems as though, it seems as though the problem is with the food. Huh? The problem is not with the food, it's the lack of hunger that the child has. It's the lack of hunger. It's not the food. Oh, I've been going to church for so long. How come? There's nothing, I'm not experiencing it. I'm not... Whose fault? Whose fault is it that you are not hungry? Huh? Whose fault? If you are not hungry for God, it's your fault. If you are not hungry for more, it's your fault. It's not anybody's fault. You've spoiled your appetite with things that you are not supposed to. That's why you will not finish with power. A child is about to eat. Then you give him sweets. Huh? Give him chocolate. Then after that, you bring a proper meal. You give him vegetables or whatever. How is he going to eat it? Huh? Huh? Parents, you know what I'm talking about. Mothers... You know what I'm talking about? Yes. So what do you do? Why is it that you are giving dessert at the end of the meal? Why are you not giving at the beginning? After that, I know, although there are some people that have a doctrine, 
that dessert should be at the beginning. <laughs> they know themselves. <laughs> they know themselves. Huh? They are looking straight. And they're like, hmm, how can somebody think like that? <laughs> yeah. But they want dessert first. Then after they finish the dessert, you now bring the boring meat. You say, Ugh. Huh? bring wedges or chips. And they're like, what is this? Huh? Yeah. So spiritually, that's what is happening to some people. Yeah. They have taken certain things and it has spoiled their appetite. It has killed their hunger. It has killed their thirst. And so they don't pursue anymore. And they don't realize because they don't pursue, they are not able to receive. They are not able to receive. Let me tell you, if you cannot sustain your hunger for God, in the long haul, I'm telling you, you are going to miss big time. Because even God, he'll wait sometimes. Let me see. Is this person, is this person really hungry? Or is, is it just excitement? Yes? It's easy to start a thing. You realize that? Yeah. It's easy to start a thing to finish it. To finish it, that's why we, 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 we differentiate between the boys and the men. Amen. Yeah. To finish it. Starting is not a problem. Anybody can start. Haven't you seen uh, marathons? At the beginning, how many people do you see? So many people. It's like no space ever. Go to the finishing line and stand there. You see, one after some time, another. What happened? They've fallen, fallen away by the wayside. They've all, they get to a point, they say, before I die, let me go home. <laughs> huh? This running is too much. Meanwhile, they've been preparing for it. They've been training and preparing for this. And now it's time. They start. Everybody, yeah. Just watch and see when marathon is starting. Everybody's excited. Everybody's, you know, stretching. All kinds of moves. When I see, I say, huh. You think it's this one we are moved by. Let's wait for the finishing line. Yes. So that's how the enemy looks at many of us. He says, hey, you are fasting 21 days. Let's see. Starting everybody is on fire. Shika, pa, 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 pa. Then we're just standing there looking. I'll wait at the finishing line. 
Yeah, the hunger <laughs> is not sustained. The hunger for food becomes stronger than the hunger for God. Yes? Just look straight. Nobody will know that you, know, you have even considered dropping. Nobody will know that you have felt, ah, this is getting too much now for me. My body, this is hard, hard, tough. Nobody will know. You don't feel like that. You are not, you are not fatigued. You are not exhausted. You are just... Hmm? So you see, you can buy. What did I say? Hunger in the kingdom is a currency. It's a currency. It's a means of exchange. It's a means of exchange. If you are hungry for God, give him your hunger and he will give you what you want. Give him your hunger and he will give you what you want. Hmm? Yeah. You want his glory? Give him your hunger for glory and he will give you glory. You want this fire? Give him your hunger for fire and he will give you fire. All right? You want a miracle? Give him hunger for your miracle and he will give you a miracle. That's the means of exchange. It's a currency. It is a currency. So people, many people are okay with having a form of godliness. Just being religious. Huh? Just do whatever is expected. Do whatever is expected. But no real hunger. Huh? You know why I wake up early in the morning every day to seek his face? It's hunger. It's, not, it's hunger. My hunger is more than my convenience. Yeah. My hunger is more powerful my convenience. So because of that, I don't feel like it, but I'm hungry. Do you understand? So that's what drives you. But if you don't feed your hunger, if you don't develop your hunger strong enough, you won't be able to pursue until you get So this is the key to finishing with power. You need hunger. You need hunger. If there's anything you can take out of what I've said, it is this. Hunger is vital. When I see some people, you know, like a yo-yo. Today they're up, tomorrow they're down. Today they're in, tomorrow they're out. I just know there's no hunger. I don't need any special, I don't need any special gift. I don't need to prophesy. I don't need a prophet. I don't need to see a vision. I just need to see how the person behaves. And I can tell, I can bet with my life. It's a matter of hunger. It's a matter of hunger. So there are some people you look at and you can tell this person is hungry. This person is hungry. And as they keep pursuing, keep pursuing, you can tell that they are about to hit something. You can tell because of their hunger. But then you see some people, they, they're in today, down tomorrow, in today, out tomorrow. 
Just know, they'll be there for long. They'll be in that condition for long. I'm telling you. I'm giving you a major key here. They'll be in that condition for a long time until they get desperate. Desperate enough to say enough is enough. And they push. Push beyond the norm. Even with the little strength they have, the little energy they have, the little stamina they have, they will carry it on. They will push and push and push and push. And some other people, my Lord, serving God is a matter of convenience. Walking with God is when I feel like today I think I'll go to church today. Ah, this week I think I need to chill. No hunger. I'm telling you, no hunger. Hmm? I'm going to pray this time. Ah, I think I've prayed enough now. It's hunger. Meanwhile, some people are crying for more time. Are you getting my point? Some people are looking, for, where is the time going? I need more time with this, my God. And some other people, ah, let's balance things. Continue to balance it. Just balance God out of your life. Balance the supernatural out of your life. Balance the fire out of your life with your lack of hunger. Balance it. A bit of heaven, a bit of hell. Just put balance, you know, come on, balance it. Yes? Yeah. Is that, that's what you want, right? Is that what you want? A little bit of heaven, a little bit of hell. That's a balance. Uh-huh. Equal amount of heaven, equal amount of hell. Yeah. Tell me about balance. Hmm? Yeah. I want to be balanced. I, want, I don't want to overdo it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Why overdo it when you are not hungry? Why? Hmm? Yeah. When you don't have any thirst. That's it. On the day of the feast, Jesus got up in John chapter 7. He says, he quoted the scripture. Huh? Anyone that thirsts, let him come to me. Yes. John chapter 7. I'm telling you, people, some things are happening, but not everyone will partake. Unfortunately, not everyone will partake because not everyone is hungry. Not everyone is hungry. Huh? John chapter 4. Uh, sorry, chapter 7. Verse, verse 37. It says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Can you see that? So you can only drink if you thirst. Yes. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will, will flow rivers of living water. But this 
he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now Jesus has been glorified. Now Jesus has been glorified. Tell me, oh, well, Pastor, I received the Holy Spirit the other day, and I speak in tongues and all of that. Hey, have you heard of refilling? Do you know that you leak? Yeah? Don't you know that? Oh. You, oh, you, you, you just need to go interact with some people, go to some places, and then the they, they Holy Ghost will leak. <laughs> It's just a lack of how best to put it. But literally, some people leak spiritually. Yeah. So that's why you need to keep going back. You need to keep coming back. You need to keep coming back. Huh? You fill your tank once, and then for the rest of the life of your car, you just keep driving. Why do you keep going to refill? Huh? Because you are using it. Amen. Yes? Amen. So, the spirit that you have received, you need to keep going back. You need to thirst for more. You need more of him. He that thirst should come to me. That's what Jesus said. He that thirst should come to me. Because he has something to satisfy your thirst. And that's why he calls himself the... The, the bread of life. The bread of life. Bread is for hungry people. Yeah. So when you're hungry for him, then you go and you can eat. All right? In John chapter 6, you see that after he fed the 5,000, multitudes were following him. They wanted to even make him a king. They wanted to make him president. They said, no, this is the kind of president we want. I mean... He's not asking for any taxes. He's just giving us free food. And uh, come on. <laughs> and when Jesus saw that, he decided to preach a hard doctrine. He said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you cannot live. I said, what? <laughs> this guy is raising cannibals here. <laughs> huh? What kind of gospel is this? And they all left. Only the 12 remained. Why, why did they remain? They had true hunger. They had true hunger. Some people cannot remain in church because they don't have true hunger. Some people cannot remain with God. They cannot sustain their work with God. They, don't lack, they, they lack true hunger. Hallelujah. So, what are you going to give him? Your hunger. That's right. Are you hungry? I hope you are. We will know. We will know. Okay? It's not by speech. We will tell. By the fruit you produce. By your actions, we will know. Whether or not you are hungry. But I want you to know that God has done everything already. All that is remaining is for you to bring your hunger. And that's what is affecting our ability to experience God. is a lack of hunger. He says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. 
he has taken the initial step by sending Jesus. Okay? He has already come near. Sent Jesus. Jesus came down. Walked the dusty roads of Jerusalem. God came in the flesh so that we can behold his glory. He wants, he wanted, he wants to stir up hunger in our hearts. So, now it's up to you to determine how close you want to be. John the Beloved determined his closeness. Just like Mary determined her closeness. Okay? She determined her closeness. Martha said, oh, God, Jesus, can you see? My sister has left me to serve alone. I'm, I'm doing all this work alone. Send her to come and help me. Jesus says, she has made a choice. No one's going to take it away from her. She has chosen the better thing. Better thing. You are, you are worried by many things. Martha, Mary has chosen one thing. And that's to sit at the feet of Jesus. Her hunger is to be at his feet. Martha, your own hunger is to impress Jesus. Your own hunger is to impress him by your works. To impress him by your works. Mary's hunger is to impress him by her hunger. Huh? Yeah. So she's hungry to be at his feet. And she sits down and he's talking. And he's talking. He says, Jesus, talk some more. Just, just let it flow. Let it flow. Everybody else is busy. But she is there at his feet listening to him. And he's speaking. Is it that Martha did, didn't need what Mary was receiving? She did. But her hunger was different. Her hunger was different. That's why I say, don't use other people's hunger to determine your life. Your friends don't want to serve God. That's their problem. You pray for them and try to encourage them. But you don't change because of, of, of their uh, disposition. You don't do that. They say, well, other Christians don't. Oh, so what? Other Christians do it. So what? Does it mean? That is their cup of tea. That's their cup of tea. I have my own hunger, and that's what I'm going for. I want to see God manifest his glory. Yeah, I want the real thing. Okay, yes. That's what we're going to go for. Amen. Amen? Amen? Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. <clears throat> John the Beloved. Now, the context of this, the background of this is this. John, I mean... John is the only disciple that died a natural death. All right? The only apostle of the Lamb that died a natural death. All the rest were killed. Peter was crucified upside down. And, you know, different, 
Different people were killed different, differently, but none of them died a natural death except John. Okay? And now, but what happened is that they tried to kill John. They put boiling oil, a big pot, oil, boiling, and they threw John inside the oil. They threw John inside the oil so that to, to, to fry him. Huh? Yeah. They threw him inside. John refused to die. He refused to be fried. He refused to be cooked. Yeah. So, after that, they brought him out and they were frustrated that he didn't die. And so, they now banished him to the Isle of Patmos. They took him to that island. Nobody lived there. It's like Robin Island, but like a hundred times worse. They took him there and left him there to die. And it was while he was there, his hunger for Jesus. I mean, this guy, as a young man, was, was resting on the bosom of Jesus. He sustained that hunger till the end of his life. Do you understand what I'm saying? He sustained that hunger through thick and thin. You know, it didn't matter what he went through. They put him inside, fire, inside the pot. Can you imagine? If it were some of us, you would come out and be mad at God. Am I not correct? God, how could you have done this to me? You left me. You disappointed me. You let me down. I believed you. I confessed your word. I prayed. You didn't answer my prayer. And look at what they've done to me. Yeah. That's very common today. Well, and ask some people, why are they not in church? They are angry. God didn't do something for them. Is that not so? Have you been there before? Yeah. We've been there. We've all been there. Don't look at me as if... <laughs> Come on. Huh? <laughs> Amen? Amen? But God is merciful. Hallelujah. God is merciful. Amen. Yes. So John is removed from this oil and then he's put on the island of Patmos. And while he's there, he is, he is in, he's still loving God. He's still loving God on the island of Patmos. Loving God. Verse 1 says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, to all things that he saw. You see, the word witness in the Bible in the New Testament, is the same word for matter. So witness is just, it's not just going to tell somebody about Jesus. No, no, no. It's shedding your blood for him. Are you, are you passionate about him like that? To the point where if it will cost you your blood, you will stand and speak. That's what these guys were used to. And he bore testimony 
entered hot oil and came out. What kind of testimony is be better than that? No? Oh, the Lord gave me a million rands. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's not the testimony that we're talking about. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and did not love their lives even unto death. You want to finish with power? You want to finish your life with power? This is what you need. Huh? You want your exit to be glorious. This is what you need. Yeah. So, look. Let's skip down because of time. Um... Verse 8. Okay, no, let me read from verse, verse 7. John, to the seven churches who are in Asia, grace to you and peace from God, who is and who was and who is to come. From the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests. To his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him. Even they who pierced him, that's talking of the Jews, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. This is the Lord talking. So, John the Beloved has put his head on the Lord and he has known him as the lover of his soul. He has known him as, as, as his Lord uh, and he has known him as a friend as well. But now, he's about to know him as the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Alright? The genesis and the conclusion of everything. The genesis. He's the, he's the author. In Hebrews chapter 12, in, in Hebrews chapter 12, it says that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, of our faith. He's the beginning. And he's the end. And guess what? He's also in the middle. He's there all throughout. But he's waiting. Will your hunger be sustained from the beginning to the end? Will it be sustained to the end? There is a power that comes with finishing. Which is not there from the beginning. Let me tell you, the church was born with power. But make no mistake, it's going to end with unimaginable power. Unimaginable power, I'm telling you. So that's why we need to sustain our hunger. That's why we need to sustain our fire. That's why we need to sustain our zeal. 
We need to sustain our love. Our love for him must be sustained. And you need to tell every circumstance, every situation in your life that it doesn't matter what. I'm not going to stop. Do you understand? I don't care if the whole of hell comes against me. I will not be tired. I will not stop. I will not give up. I will not surrender. I will not mellow down. I will not relax in my pursuit of God. I will pursue Him and pursue Him until I get what I'm hungry for. That's what we need. That's what we need today. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He started it. He's going to finish it. But He requires my cooperation. And what is my cooperation? Hunger. Sustained hunger. That's all I need to give him. Just keep giving him your hunger. Just keep giving him your hunger. And he will see you to the end. You might not be able to predict how you will end. But I can tell you that it will be powerful. It will be powerful if you will. If you will sustain your hunger. If you will sustain your hunger. By the end of your life, the story that will be told about you will amaze you. Hallelujah. But you need to sustain your hunger. Need to sustain your hunger. I have a friend, the Lord showed him how he was going to die. Huh? Showed him, I mean, (laughs) he saw it. In a West African country, he was stoned to death. I don't want to mention the country. Right now, there's freedom of religion there. Everything is, you know, there's there's democracy. There's, but God showed him, this is how you're going to die. Are you ready to embrace this? Will you embrace this for me? He said, if you will take, if you will embrace this, the glory that is going to be released and the number of people that will be saved. He said he cried through the night. Lord, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Help me. Yes. I want to glorify you to the very end. Hallelujah. So you will finish with power. So when you love your life too much, you cannot finish like that. When you love convenience more, you cannot finish like that. You cannot finish like that. I'm talking of people that entire cities will be shaken just by the conclusion of their lives. How about that? Yeah. Let's go for that. Let's go for that. So, your, 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 your neighbor, your friend, your whatever is not like that. It's up to them. They know what they are hungry for. You know, people come to church for different reasons. I, I heard that some people come to church to steal. If you steal in this church, you are cursed with a curse. Do you understand me? You better repent. By the authority vested upon me, I release a curse on anyone that comes here to steal. The problems, all the problems of the people in this church will follow you. Yeah. And if you think I'm joking about it, try it. 
try it. Nobody can deliver you until you come to me. I will release you. I will seal heaven against you. Try it. All this nonsense must stop. You know, God has given us power. Huh? He said, whatever I bind is bound. I bind it here. Heaven binds it. So I seal heaven against any thief that comes into God's presence to steal. It will never be better for you. Never. You can say what you want to say. I've released it. Heaven has recorded it. And angels will execute it. So, your hunger should be for God, not for people's purses, not for people's phones, not for people's stuff. Do you understand? Or people's cars, or whatever it is you see. Covetousness. It will take you to hell if you don't repent. Covetous person will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what the Bible says. And until you begin to see certain things, then you will not fear God. The reason why you can do that is because you don't fear God. You don't fear God. But from now on, I've released it. You will see. You want to test it, you can test it. Okay. The Alpha and the Omega. It says, I, John, both your brother and companion in tribulation." And kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus. Can you see the reason why he was put there? He says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Now, I want you to notice something here. This guy, like I said to you, he had been thrown into hot oil, boiling oil. He did not die, right? I don't know what he looked like. I don't even want to picture it. Okay? But he came out of that. He didn't come out in the flesh. He was still in the spirit. After that kind of treatment, he was not having a pity party. You know, and looking and saying, nobody knows the trouble I have seen. Huh? No, he was not singing that song. He was in the spirit. He says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Hallelujah. Amen. He was not in the flesh. He was in the spirit. I pray that you will be found in the spirit. Amen. And not in the flesh. Amen. I pray, pray that you will, not, you will not be in the place where you are not supposed to be. I pray that your hunger will be for the spirit. For the things of the spirit. The things of God. Heavenly things. He says, set your mind on things above and not on things beneath. Set your mind on things above. If your mind is higher than what is going on on ground level, it doesn't matter what you face. Your focus is on him. Because he was in the spirit on the last day, he says, I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. Do you know why he could hear he was in the spirit. 
in the flesh you will not hear. Many people can't hear God because they're in the flesh. I'm telling you, they're in the flesh. Sometimes when I'm in the flesh, I, I, I struggle to hear God. But then I discovered how to get into the Spirit. To get into the Spirit. And we need to live a lifestyle in the Spirit. Our lives from the Spirit. That's why he could hear a voice as loud as a trumpet. Can you imagine a voice like a trumpet? Hmm? That was how the voice was. And look, next verse. Saying, this is what the voice was saying. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Hallelujah. The first and the last. What you see, write in a book. And send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. To Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Theatira, to Sardis to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Next verse. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to, to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like what? A flame of fire. What happens? His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand Seven stars. Can you imagine? This guy was seeing something. Huh? Yes. Seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. When I saw him, look at, I fell at his feet as dead. Now he could not put his head on his bosom anymore. No, he fell down. The Jesus he knew that time and the one he's seeing now are totally different. Hallelujah. May God reveal to you the Lord himself in his glory. He fell. Fell. I mean, you, you can imagine, Jesus himself must have been proud of this guy. And he says, Father, I need to pay John a visit. Look at what he's going through. And he's still worshiping. He's still in the spirit. Look at all that he went through. He has to end in power. So Jesus comes to him. And he says, you know, you have paid the price to write the last book of the Bible. Your hunger has given you the book of Revelation. Your passion for me has given you, has unlocked the book 
of revelation. Yeah. I'm telling you, your hunger will unlock a lot of mysteries. Your hunger will open heaven to you. If you can sustain it, if you can sustain it, you won't regret it. You won't regret it. He says, He laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. He says, This guy falls down when he sees him. <laughs> and then he lays his hand on me. He says, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I have the first word and I have the final word concerning your life. How about that? I have the first word and I have the last word concerning your situation. I don't know what you are facing, what you are going through. He has the final say. Do you understand? The devil does not have the final say about your life. Circumstances don't have the final say about your life. Jesus has the final say. He has the final say. And what he says is final. Nobody can undo what he says. Nobody. Are you, do you want to finish with power? You need hunger. You need hunger. And you need to sustain your hunger. When you see your hunger is getting dim. Or <laughs> dim is not. It's, it's reducing. You do something. Alright? Do something. Don't wait and say, oh my, I don't know why I'm feeling so. No, no, no. Wake up and do something. Sometimes when I, when I feel my hunger is wearing out, you know what I do? I go on a fast. Yeah. I do things deliberately to sustain my hunger. Because I want it to remain there. Remain there. Why? In due time, you will reap. Do you understand me? In due time, you will reap if you do not fail. If you faint not, some people have fainted. Hmm? I hope you have not fainted. Have you fainted? Are you sure? We will see. Turn to your neighbor and say, we will see. Yeah, we will see. So it's not about what you tell me. Is what we see. Look at Hebrews chapter 6. Verse, verses 11 and 12. Hebrews 6, 11 and 12. It says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope. Until when? Until the end. Okay? Yes? That you do not become sluggish. Hello? So, have you been sluggish lately? 
Your commitment, has it waned? Hmm? What, is that, what does that say about your hunger? You used to be passionate for him. And now, what happened to your passion? What happened? You got married? <laughs> yes? No, that, that's some people's story, yes? You got married, you became less passionate. Or you got a baby, then you became less passionate. Or you got a job? Huh? You got promoted? Huh? Come on, you got more money in the bank? Yes? You got money in the bank now. You don't have to pray for money anymore. You don't need to cry out to God to, to provide for you because you have more than enough in the bank. Yes? Yeah. Then you become sluggish. You become sluggish because of his blessing. Huh? He says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Because God gave you a good thing, you become sluggish. Huh? Yes? Yeah. That's what is happening to the church. The prophet of God, Jim Lafoon, when he was, um, I think a few years ago, he was in Nigeria. While he was praying in his hotel room, while he was praying, he had, he had a vision. He saw Jesus weeping. And he says, Jesus, why are you weeping? You know what Jesus said to him? He says, the church in Nigeria, I tested them with prosperity, but they have forgotten me. They have forgotten me. They are so blessed that they forgot the giver of the blessing. And Jesus was weeping. Weeping. If you want to know if there's any church in the world that is blessed, materially is, is Nigeria. I'm telling you. Those guys. They are loaded. Yeah. But Jesus was weeping. It was just a test. It was a test. It was not the real thing. Before God gives you the real thing, He will test you. He will test you. Give you some little blessing and then you become sluggish. Your love for Him flies out of the window. No more fire. Hmm? So much convenience. There's so much food in the fridge, you can't fast anymore. Yes. Yeah. When you had no food, you were fasting almost every day. You were fasting, praying every time. Nobody could control you. Your passion for God was, was even irritating some people. Now everything is fine. You've forgotten him. Forgotten him. Huh? Huh? 
become sluggish. Become sluggish. Huh? God bless you with a car. Now you don't come to church anymore. You are going around visiting everybody during church time. Huh? Yeah. Did God do wrong by blessing you? Huh? Now you are too busy for him. Too busy for him. You are praying for breakthrough. God, bless me. Open doors for my business. He opens doors for you. Now you are too busy for him. Traveling all over the place. No time for God. No wonder the devil will find a way into your heart. Huh? Come sluggish. Come sluggish. And you want to finish with power. What power? It will be a pathetic end. If you don't sustain your hunger, I'm telling you. It says, imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Imitate people like John, the beloved. Faith and patience. The patience in persecution, they were still patient. They'd say, God will come through for me. Even if it doesn't come, I'm ready to die. That is faith. That is real faith. That's the faith that was delivered to us. That's the faith that was delivered to, 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 to the church. Amen. Now people talk about faith. They can't even lay their lives down. They're only passionate when, when it's something selfish. They're only passionate, they're only passionate when, it's, when it's, got, it's got to do with material things. The only thing that appeals to them their bank account. Things that feed the flesh. And yet, do you know that this body will not go into heaven? If all you do is place your, 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 your focus on this body, you ignore your spirit. Huh? You are more conscious of how you look physically than how you look spiritually. Hmm? You are keeping in shape to impress everybody. But spiritually, you are out of shape. Out of shape. Become so sluggish. Even your angel is, 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 is struggling to cope with you. Yeah. He cannot handle your sluggishness. When it comes to the things of God, you don't pray, you don't read your Bible, while doing purple book is a problem for you. Better change. You need to finish strong, in power, finish with fire. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.